Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of masters athletes, because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb with Rick Stevenson. Hey, Rick, how was your weekend? I was a little busy, to be honest with you. Fair enough. That was, uh, that was a heck of a weekend of competition for the semifinals. Uh, I know that today I'm sore, I'm beat up, I'm definitely having a a hard time walking up and down the stairs. Uh, I am uh, sitting currently in a hotel room because I flew down this morning to get my daughter from college. And you should have seen me trying to get up out of a plane seat and into a car uh, and then out of the car. And that's just ahead of a long drive tomorrow. So I'll be hobbling for quite a while. Well, that it's interesting that there's no rest for us masters athletes. Uh, I had a friend ask me this morning if you know I was I was taking it easy with the family after such a busy weekend, and I was like, no, I'm I'm catching up on the th- all the things I didn't do this weekend. I've got uh, I've got a hundred emails to get through. I've got a bunch of errands to run, and uh, you know our life is a life of travel in an RV. We're we're traveling tomorrow, so it was a couple of hours this afternoon of packing up the RV. So there's no rest in the uh, masters world after a weekend like that. What's What's interesting to think about it is remember they sh- they shortened it this year. Uh, from uh, from last year too, I believe, right? Um, that is correct. Uh, yeah. a, a day shorter, so to um, not having to take off as much time of work from from for maybe some athletes, uh, and still it felt like it was a very compressed and uh, hectic schedule. Uh, you know, recovery. Uh, you know, upload everything, turn around, get ready, and do it again. Um, it just oh, makes man. for you know a true competition weekend. The only problem is is it's virtual. And we'll talk about that. It, uh, you know, we yep. wish we were in person, but we heard from Adrian when we had him on. Uh, it's just logistically, you know, going to be really difficult to do across the world at this stage. So enjoy, yep. enjoy the camera. Yeah, enjoy the camera. We've always done it this way, and, and it looks like we'll do it this way for a while until we get uh, you know, to that, you know, 100,000 athletes per age group. And then we can, we've, we've got some say there and maybe that's coming. Um, I, I don't know about you, you know, historically we have had those three days, both for quarterfinals and semifinals. And this year we had two days each, but I am so sore and worn out. And I was the same way from this year's quarterfinals. These tests really took uh, a chunk out of my life. There was one, we'll talk about it when we talk about the workouts, but after one of the workouts, I was laying on the floor thinking to myself, man, why do I do this? This was, this isn't fun right now. I was in so much pain. I'll just say following 20 burpee box jump overs at the end of workout four that uh, I was actually joking that uh, this may be my retirement year. Just based on that workout alone, I was in so much pain. Um, but yeah, in only four events, I mean, two of them were double workouts uh, or or two score events. Um, the volume really, uh, you know, did a number on my body. Was it? Did you feel that way as well? Well, yeah, I, I'm going to say uh, volume for you because you did a heck of a lot more work than I did. Um, but, but the intensity, it's the intensity for each of these that I noticed mm. in some ways. Nothing we do right now in this virtual setting replicates um, the intensity uh, like these type of weekends. It's very hard to do that in training, and the open just doesn't have that same feeling. Uh, and then, you know, when you're live on a competition floor, you can get that, but you're also looking to your left and to your right um, yeah. with other competitors. So this this virtual uh, competition with the intensity as it is really, I think, takes a toll, not only physically, but mentally as well. If you're yeah, contemplating yeah. retirement, then yeah, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> let's start that. Yeah. Let's start that rumor. Yeah. How about that right here? Yeah, it's never happening. Never. Uh, <laughs> never. We got another 20 years in this thing. But uh, exactly. yeah, it's it, it, 
it's um when when you can't see your your audience and i know that all of those of us that competed this weekend in this virtual competition because we feel that sense of blindness that we're uh, we don't know what our competitors are doing we don't know what they're capable of um, we're trying to make an educated guess as to what is a good score on this workout you know before we do the event after we do the event we're trying to assess did i do well enough um, we can't it, when the when the competition is so challenging and and, and there's such a narrow window to qualify you yeah. can't just talk to everyone in your age group. You know, I, I can't call up, you know, the competitors in, in my division and say, hey, you know, how did you do in this workout? Oh, you got that? Okay, good. I'm going to do it. We're not sharing each other's scores. So we're mm -hmm. just taking guesses. Now, I know that for me, I talk to uh, athletes outside of my age group from time to time. And mm -hmm. that gives me a a sense of what's possible in a particular workout, mm -hmm. but it's right. still, it's, it's not a fair gauge. Um, it's, it's very stressful. So we, we may even be pushing ourselves to new limits because of the fact that we're blindfolded. Well, I'm, I'm learning when, when, uh, we might discuss something, I just, uh, add two minutes or three minutes <laughs> onto your time. And then that, that puts me in my neighborhood. So I'm, it's pretty easy math right now at this stage. <laughs> Fair enough. And it, I actually, because I did the, the qualifiers with uh, some 35-year-olds or the 35-year-old age division, there was something to what you just said. If if uh, if this person in this 35-year-old age group got this score, I could count. I could say, okay, well, then we've got the 40-year-olds and now I'm 45. I'm 10 years older than these guys. It would actually give me a, a decent estimate as to what I should expect. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think that's you know, a good never... idea to think about that. Yeah. And, and contrast that to you previously doing a lot of qualifiers solo in your own gym, mm -hmm. not really having um, that kind of intelligence around you to gauge as opposed to more of a team-based approach that you took this year yeah. uh, and, and had had that, you know, 10 years to, to your junior and maybe you had some athletes that were slightly older and, you, you know, you kind of knew where you were going to fall, but you still had to do the yep. work. And I'll say this, that in one of the events or two of the events, I was teamed up with teenagers, teenage females that were qualifying for their age group uh, spot at the games. And in two of the events, I was paired with... Um, 35 year olds. And those were totally different people to pay. I'm not pacing off of either one of them. When I'm going up against a 14 year old uh, female, she is so fast. Um, actually, she was in the first workout. I was faster on the row because I'm I'm larger. I, I mass mm -hmm. moves mass. So I, I, I was faster, but she was so fast on the shuttle runs. All I was trying to do the entire workout was not let her catch me on the shuttle runs. Even though she's rowing the same amount as me, she's catching me on these shuttle runs. And that was a that was a bit of a battle. But um, what I did did discover this was the first year in five six years of qualifiers that i ever had anybody next to me and uh it was amazing first of all just to have the camaraderie of other human beings suffering at the same time um it was fun to try to pace off like that was the only workout where i actually felt like i, I was trying to stay ahead of her because she was so fast on shuttle runs so that was something nice there but generally you know in the future wherever i'm at doing qualifiers i just want to have another human being there doing the work next to me because it creates this sense of urgency and camaraderie and even a little bit of competition or mm -hmm. i can just make up competition in my head like i'm gonna try to stay ahead of this 14 year old girl um because she's so fast it, it gave me something to do um so right. yeah, I, you know it, it was really fun and i know you have a pacer that has Absolutely. traditionally worked out with you yeah. yeah and 
And because he's younger, it's somebody that I, as as good of an athlete as he is, I know he's probably going to be out ahead of me on most most everything. So it's something that I, I, I know I need to, it's that play that pick up the pace game in your head and to an uncomfortable, to an uncomfortable pace. And, and, you know, I mean, there are, there are times it's, uh, you know, I just, I can't go his speed, <laughs> even though I, <laughs> I know probably for, for qualification purposes, I should be going, but, uh, you know, that comes maybe back, back down to preparation, but having somebody there who, you know, who you trust, you work with, uh, has been, has been very valuable over the last few years. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, a couple of pieces of news that, uh, I, I picked up. Or we all picked up. Well, we'll start. Oh, with yeah. And we'll just <laughs> tell us about the leaderboard issues. What did what did you see and observe through the weekend? Um, and, and where are we now with the leaderboard issues? Well, to say that we're unofficial right now um, is an understatement. <laughs> the, the scores, as we talked about, you and I talked about last week, it was widely known that the scoring system for semifinals, as in years past, would be uh, based on points. Um, 100 points per event, in this case, 50 points per test. Those points would win, uh, accumulation of points. When the leaderboard was first released at uh, about around 4 o'clock Eastern on uh, Saturday afternoon, the the world noticed that it was based on finishes. So the fewest points, actually, your highest finish, completely threw everybody into a, for a loop because it didn't jive with what the scoring sheets uh, had. Uh, that was quickly corrected within an about maybe an hour or two. But then we noticed, and this is where we're still at, as far as the public knows, uh, the they scored all of our events worth 100 points, even though uh, there were two, two parters, 1B and 3B, which were to be 50 points each. Now, if you were an athlete that competed, you received an email shortly after the close of the competition on Sunday that from CrossFit showed exactly where everybody was, subject to video review and any other leaderboard changes. But up until now, that's all we've seen. So there is, there is some some movement on the website, but that again is not official because the scoring is still incorrect for the world to see outside of receiving this email. Right. So what we're, what we're seeing on the website, which has incorrect data because it's showing a 100 points on workouts uh, 1B and 3B, but we're seeing movement there because there are penalties being uh, distributed. And assessed. so there's movement yes, correct. assessed. But we're not, you know, when we received the age group, um, the adjusted scoring via email, it was a static document. So that's that was correct at the time. That's currently outdated. And so when I'm looking at, uh, you know, where the standings are in that, I've got that up on my screen right now. Um, you know, it does show corrected points, but those scores are are not correct. I've... Um, I've even had a couple yes. of people tell me about penalties that were assessed that are they were in a certain position now they're in a different position so I think mm -hmm. it's it's very unsettled right now and um, it, um boy, it they're going to try and marry marry the two you know the yeah. the website which shows correct from from penalty assessments with the correct 50 point scoring for the two tests put those yep. together uh somehow you know they they've thrown out the dates of uh what was that mm -hmm. May um May 10th. It will be finalized no later than May 10th, according to the email. Um, I am, you know, at this point, I'm not anywhere near qualifying position. So uh, I'm watching at it from an interested fan um, participant. Uh, but if I were sitting in like 8, 9, 10, 11, something like that, I'd be going crazy right now. So um, my thoughts go out to everybody, male and females that are in those positions uh, right now waiting for these adjustments to take place. That That has to be unnerving. 
especially without being able to see it in real time. That's correct. As as I was glancing through the uh, the the overall scores, you know, I think about uh, you know in that eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh position um, in in all the ages. That is just one of those really logjam spots for some reason, um, where there's just mm-hmm. a couple of points between each individual. There, uh, it's it's yeah. really it's really curious to see if, if we were to lay this out on the graph. But that that those around that tenth place position tends to always be really tight. Um, so I imagine those guys and gals are on um, on pins and needles. And the, the reality Absolutely. is, there's just nothing that can be done until you just wait and see, you know, where this ends up landing. Uh, in the next, I mean, really, they've got CrossFit's got about eight days, nine days, nine days from now, I think it's a week from Wednesday to have this all nailed down. And, um, you know, for me, I've had all four scores accepted. I've received those emails. And I've actually wondered, um, I got this suspicion today. Does I, I was always in the impression that if, if I have received that video, that my workout is uh, accepted, validated, and done. And I, I believe that's correct. Is that your understanding? If you received the, your video has been accepted or your score has been accepted, you're done with that video or that particular score. Is that correct? That has what has been for me in the past. If, okay. If I received, I know that A, tell there was a view on the video and B, I know my score never changed after receiving yep. that, that email. Okay. So okay. Uh, yep. we're going to go we're going to go with that. I mean, unless somebody yeah, has a different um, different experience, it'd be interesting if you you know if somebody wants to chime in or leave a comment. Uh, they listen to this, uh, but once you receive their email, that's your check mark. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that's that's a that's always relieving. I know that I got um, a couple of those emails very early. Um, I think by the end of the day, Saturday, I'd had both of the first two events uh, accepted, and then. Um, since then, I've had all four accepted, which is a good feeling. It's always nerve wracking. Um, I've never had a uh, penalty assessed. I have had a score adjusted. However, um, I'm not going to say I've never mm-hmm. had a score adjusted in all the years. Last year, I submitted uh, in a workout that had max reps, bustle ups at the uh-huh. end of the workout. I only submitted the amount of muscle ups I completed, not the total amount of reps. Remember when I did that? Yes. Uh, and I had <laughs> I you saw know, your just... score, score post and it was a last place finish. I was like, what? Last place finish. What happened? It, it uh, I, I, well, one, I had many panic attacks thinking I just blown my opportunity to go to the games. It was unbelievable um, and complete oversight. And two, thank God I wasn't the only goofball that uh, put a score in wrong. It just, for whatever reason, the AMRAP portion is what stuck in our head is just get as many reps as possible, muscle ups. And so I put in 39 or whatever it was. But uh, I think the overall workout had, uh, I don't know, over 200 reps as a buy-in before those yeah. muscle-ups. Whatever it was, it was just so grossly off. But Everybody was maybe in the 150s, 160s, and there's Jason with 39. <laughs> 39. Like, did, he, people, did he fall off the yeah. bar, or what did he do? Yeah, people were asking, are you okay? Did you injure yourself? Uh, what happened? Yeah. No, I'm just, uh, I'm a numbskull. Um, well, let's let's... We're gonna have. We have two uh, things we really want to accomplish. Um, one, we're gonna talk about the workouts because I really think these were interesting. We had uh, been able to talk about them on the previous podcast without having really tested anything. Or you and I were talking strategy behind the scenes, but now we've had them and experienced these things. Uh, we could talk about that, and then let's talk about uh, the different paths that you and I'll have as we head into uh, this summer season. So uh, let's start Excellent. with workout one. 
Um, why don't you start with that one and tell me, uh, refresh us just the quick overview of the workout sure. and what, quick over. what yep. it was like for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, 1A was worth 100 points. It was a descending amount of rowing meters, double unders, and shuttle runs. Uh, yes, it's the third time we've tested shuttle runs uh, in each of the each of the stages this year. Um, we'll leave our opinions uh, to the side on that one. Um, and then that was a 25-minute cap. So you started out with your row, double under shuttle runs, came down in the rep scheme. When you completed the work, uh, if you were to get it done before the time cap, you immediately went into 1B, which was worth 50 points, uh, which was a max number of snatches in a three-minute window. So if you finished at 19 minutes, you worked uh, until 22 minutes. There was no rest. And uh, we'll get into our experiences with the uh, immediately finishing and immediately going in B. Um, for both of us, the, the max snatch weight uh, listed in the workout description for the for the younger categories was 225 for the males and 155 for the ladies. Um, in our categories, it was uh, 185 for the men and 125 for the ladies. Uh, so I knew it would be a uh, a stout test for me, whereas your age group, it was going to be uh, better collect yourself after you're finishing up of the shuttle runs and uh, really get to work on the bar because you were going to need a lot of reps uh, in your age group, uh, given the strength of the athletes at moving from 180. So yep. it was it was a long burner, basically redlined close to for the majority of it. Um, there, think the separator in this was how fast were your shuttle runs because a, a few extra seconds on a row um, could have easily been um, uh, negated by a you know maybe untangling your rope or God forbid a trip on the double unders or something like that. So. Really, the separator, I think, was your shuttle run run time. And uh, whereas I thought my time was competitive, uh, there were uh, about 15 of us clustered within almost a minute, minute, maybe minute, 15 seconds. So again, to me, that screams you just needed to run run a little faster. How about for you? That, yeah, that I'll, I'm going to talk in reverse uh, order of the way you approach this. The most interesting part was how clustered we were in our age groups. Um, the 35-year-olds were in a certain very narrow time domain, 40-year-olds in another time domain, uh, 45-year-olds were in our own time domain. And I, I found that to be fascinating how, um, how, one, how blind I felt in that workout. I, I believe I got it done in 18 and minutes and 18 and a half minutes, 1834, something like that. And there was... There were so many of us clustered, like you said, within, you know, uh, 20 seconds in front of me and 20 seconds behind me. There were a lot of us right there. And if this was a an in-person competition, it would have been the worst because we would have been racing and literally exploding our hearts um, mm -hmm. in this, in this kind agree. of event. I almost prefer this one to be blind because I gave it everything I got. Um, and at a certain point... I, if you were to take a picture of me, it would be hard to tell if I was walking swiftly or running because the pain and the I, I really felt like a sloth going back and forth yes. across the floor yep. towards the end. And I remember when I was doing the 250 meter row, I was like, okay, this row is okay. And I get into the double unders and the 25 double unders was super simple. Noise. Yep. Yep. And then um, then we get to these uh, those last five shuttle runs and I was just straight up nervous about how terrible I was feeling. And now I've got to go do snatching for three minutes. I felt like death. Um, and we're not going to complain about the, the shuttle runs, except I am going to complain about the shuttle runs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, All right. We, 
<laughs> we tested we tested shuttle runs at around this similar time domain three times. The open was 15 minutes. Yeah. Quarterfinals was 18 to 19 minutes. This was 18 to 19 or 20 minutes, whatever. Like, do why are we testing this monostructural movement so much? Um, well, it was aggravating. I, and if we, it's it's not running. I'm a good runner. This isn't running. This is mm-hmm. this is a whole different skill. It's, it, um, it's shuttle running. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh, a, which you can now say, I think everybody in the cross community can say is a different skill than if this were written to say, um, run 800 meters, 400 meters, 200 meters, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. It, that that's yep. a different mindset. And the, my, I guess my complaint was the way it was mixed in is usually in years past, your, your monostructural test has been rowing because that's the only machine that mm-hmm. they have used. But then you mixed rowing in with shuttle runs. And that's where I just personally, there was nowhere to hide. Um, no, it was, it, it was, it was straight up pain. And, you know, yeah. because you could mix the burpee box, uh, or, I mean, the, the burpee pull ups in the open um, could hide the shuttle run pain a little bit. But here mm-hmm. it was just, you know, row, it, double it, under. And then shuttle run. There was just nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. And it, I agree. And I'm complaining about shuttle runs. I'm complaining about the time domain. But I am. I will completely agree that it was a good test. I mean, if we're looking for that monostructural, suck it up and suffer for 18 to 20 minutes, this was mm-hmm. exactly on point because I, my legs felt like cement. Uh, the the pain and also the numbness that was from my legs down was otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't felt like that in a while. And again, like when I was on those last five shuttle runs, I crossed that last line and just thought, oh, dear God, I'm so tired. How am I going to snatch? And like, just like the open workout where we went right into max thrusters, um, I almost threw that first snatch over my head. Um, I power snatched 185, but I treated it like it was a, uh, I don't know, a 400 pound snatch. I, I gave it everything I got and my short, my fast switch muscles all took off and I mean, literally, I almost threw it over my head. Um, so I got under control. But what <laughs> what I expected for this workout was I expected that once I got into snatching, the heart rate would calm down. I would start to find a pace and just chip through the snatches. And it was never that. It was a chaotic sense of panic of I don't yeah. know what my time is. My judge was like, OK, you're you, you know, you're you're. You, your time ends at 2134 and I can't fathom that kind of math at that high of a heart rate. Like I right. kept looking at the clock and I'm like, I know I'm stopping at 30, 21 something, but like the panic was high. I, I was in the middle of battle. I had no idea how much I had left. I just kept snatching and snatching and snatching. And I'd glance at the clock, which was meaningless because I had no idea what the actual time was or how much time I had left because it wasn't a round number. You know what I mean? It was, it was yeah. chaos and confusion. Um, That's when you needed your judge to say time yeah or <laughs> or 30 seconds exactly left, yeah and, you know god bless him i understand his confusion because it it just is not if we would have pre-planned like okay hey man i'm gonna need you to tell me you know every 10 seconds once we're in that three minute just just count you know 10 seconds 20 seconds 30 seconds i could have coached him on that i it just never occurred to me how confused i would be in that time and then all of a sudden people are shouting 30 seconds left but i'm also with two other competitors at the same time who are on the same clock but they're on a different pace because because they finished the workout at a different time. So I don't know if people are yelling out 30 seconds to me or 30 seconds to one or the other. It was, and I'm smiling because it was chaos. It really wasn't this chaotic. It was pretty well ordered and everyone knew what they were doing. But internally, uh, with such a high heart rate, the panic was 
it, it, with a heart rate, you know, zone five heart rate, just beating through my chest, my panic mode and, and cortisol levels were through the roof by far. I mean, obviously, absolutely, well, that kind of worked but- out. As, as much as we complain, we know when looking at the totality of the tests here at the end of the weekend, this check the box, the long, yes. as you called it, the long, you know, me- metabolic test. You had you had to have something in this time domain. Yep. Now, what you put together in this time domain can be debated, um, but you had to check this longer box because you then got something in the, you know, 10 minute range and a five minute hard stop and then an mm-hmm. interval piece of interval work. So it all mm-hmm. balanced um, yes. and it, not being a pro programmer uh it's from from a novice's uh set of eyes it sure looked like it was a balanced uh test i just uh, uh i don't want to run and row and double under again for a little while <laughs> no I'm, I'm good for a bit i'm yeah i'm, I'm okay. good i i would say it was you had mentioned that it was a slightly different test on the snatch workout for you and mm-hmm. i think it's also that idea that the 35 year olds had 225 155 and they hurt hit a certain amount of snatches and then the 40 year olds are going to hit a dramatically lower amount of snatches at Correct. that weight and then my age group we're going to hit a higher amount of snatches at 185 into your age group where this is a substantially heavier weight Mm-hmm. Um, a lower number right and um, generally on average a lower number yes yeah, yeah on average yeah. there's there's uh there's outliers on all these of course um mm-hmm. but yeah generally so uh you were on the back half uh at least in this scaling option you were on the heavier side uh on really all oh, the workouts without a doubt yeah 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 yes without a doubt uh but hey i i did get 185 uh, one time I was happy about that. I, I know I needed a snatch, uh, mm-hmm. in that because we did have a, a few of our, um, in our, uh, age group that, that didn't have one, but, um, again, hats off to, to the gentlemen and, uh, even the ladies moving 125 and in, in our age category, um, yeah. they, they moved it well. Um, yep. and I knew that was going to be a problem going in, but, uh, yep. it's impressive to see, uh, those at the top and, and what they can do. Well, I imagine getting that one snatch is such a sense of relief and victory. Um, it was. You know, yep, <laughs> it was. Yep. Uh, next well, year. Work, next year. Workout number two. So workout one number two was the strategy workout. If we wanted to think of a workout that was based on nearly 100% strategy, it was trying to figure out how we were going to break down these thrusters and, and uh, ring muscle-ups. So the workout was written in such a way that it was as many reps as possible of thrusters and ring muscle-ups. And you could do them in any order, in any way that you would like, but you had to hit a minimum amount of thrusters and ring muscle-ups in order to to have all of the reps be credited to you. So you had this minimum work standard. That was one. Um, that was also the tie break time, which can come into play on a workout that has a, you know just a five minute time cap. So the reps aren't limitless. Right. Um, so it was really a strategy on how do I get in certain age groups, you had to get you know 15 thrusters, 15 ring muscle ups. Some had 15 thrusters, 10 ring muscle ups. The, the, the standards were a little bit different in different age groups, but you were trying to strategize how do I get the best tie break time? And then from that point on, how do I accumulate as many reps as possible. And I think that the entire planet agreed when it was all said and done and, and all of the strategy was out there in the public that you were going to try to get the ring muscle ups done. So, and just, it's a thruster AMRAP at that point. I think that's how the right. Yep. 90% of the world did it. So for me, my experience was, um, I had many different strategies rolling through my head, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I didn't even do the workout till Saturday morning. I woke up that morning with a different strategy in my head. And, uh, what I chose to do was, uh, I'm good at ring muscle ups. And I'm good at thrusters, but uh, I know that the thrusters are going to be very taxing and the ring muscle-ups are going to really get my heart rate going and are 
gonna cycle slower than thrusters generally. So I wanna front load the ring muscle ups. So I went with nine ring muscle ups, dropped off, went over, did five thrusters, back to the rings. Um, and again, I'm kind of pacing myself back to the rings so that I wanna get six uh, ring muscle ups and have them be absolutely done, but make sure that I get those six. I don't wanna break that up. So I got six. That got me to my minimum requirement of, of 15 ring muscle ups. Got back to the thrusters. I did a set of five. Uh, then I did another set of five, and that got me to my 15 and 15. So now I was your my tie break. Yep. Yep. Tie break time it was around 210 or 215, somewhere around mm -hmm. that. That was exactly my plan. And I just, and I told myself I was going to allow myself to the two minute and 30 mark to uh, recover. I knew I would be pretty breathy at that point. And then starting at 2.30, I was doing six thrusters every 30 seconds for the remainder of the workout. That was my plan. That would get me 30 additional thrusters for a total score of 60. That was my plan. And so I hit six thrusters at 2.30, glanced at the clock. I It took me about 14 seconds to do that. Uh, and then I would rest 15 seconds. I did it again at the three-minute mark, 3.30. At the four-minute mark, I did six, dropped it. And I decided I, I wanted to try to go for a little more aggressive on that last minute. So at about the 25-second mark, I think I did five thrusters, dropped it, looked at the clock, had 15 seconds maybe. And I went ahead and, and tried to give it another go. And I got five more thrusters. So in the last minute, I was able to, instead of accomplishing 12 thrusters, which was the original plan, I got uh, 16 thrusters for a total of 64 reps. And I finished that, of course, collapsing on the floor, but felt like, again, it was one of these workouts where I had a plan. Every, there was no chaos in this one. I knew my time. I knew exactly where I was at every point in the workout. And as I was going through it, um, my plan was working and my body was responsive. It, my body was doing exactly what I thought it could do in this workout. It was, it was just one of those, I don't, it went so smooth that, um, I actually recovered fairly quickly after it because there was no panic. I was very exhausted, but it wasn't one of those workouts where I was panicking. I was just chipping my way through and hitting the number that I planned to hit. And I got a couple of bonus reps because of a last minute strategy change in that, in that last minute. But I was very happy yeah. with it. Uh, wasn't sure where it would end up, but it was just, this was my plan. I executed it. I hope that's good enough. Well, for those listening to the podcast, folks, that's a tactician right there. Let me just tell you that because I just, I just, I'm, you know, I'm saying it out of, uh, uh, you know, in a complimentary fashion because you also knew your capacity to move the 135 bar, whereas not everybody does that and not everybody knows that. Um, and it's something that we probably all should uh, because where I, as I had a plan to get through my 15 thrusters and 10 muscle ups, which was my minimum work requirement. After that, I did not have that plan because I thought the 135 bar would wear me out and it did. And I quickly was down to singles as, you know, as many as I could accumulate. And it just, uh, it just ate me up. Um, because our tie break time was actually pretty close to each other. Only mm -hmm. you had, mm -hmm. uh, you had five more ring muscle ups. I, I did 11 ring muscle ups right off the bat. I did one for insurance just in case. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it was not, they, they were, I was, I was fresh. They felt great. No problems went over, um, did five and then three, I think, and three. I mean, I muddled my way to muddled my way to 15. Let's put it that way. And <laughs> where I never felt panic in that workout, but I felt time was slipping away because I could hear the countdown from my um, judge in my ear and not having that laid out game plan of how many I thought I could do for your, your, your example, every 30 seconds, it was drop the bar, take a breath, take the bar. And actually with uh, maybe 10 or 
15 seconds left, I failed a thruster in the front rack at the bottom of the squat, which I don't think I've done ever. I, I mean, I was so out of it by that point. Um, so again, another lesson learned. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay to go in with a plan and everybody makes that Mike Tyson joke. You know, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Um, but it's also says something about your capacity and your uh, you know, awareness of yourself as an athlete of what can you actually do when, when, when you need to, when the, you know, when the lights are on and the camera's running. So, uh, kudos to you on that. Uh, I took the different path, tried to hold on and my score reflected it. Um, at, looking back, I wonder knowing my ability to handle the rings, I know it, it, it jacks your heart rate up, but considering I was down to singles, maybe I should have gone back to the rings and just done two or three hmm. and back to the bar. So I will now kick myself for a while. Maybe uh, my partner and I might, will test this another time and uh, we'll see. It's, it's going to be hard to replicate the, uh, uh, you know, you know, I don't, I hate to use the phrase gun to your head, but the uh, same feeling that you have when, when you're, when yeah. you know, you have to perform one. Yeah. I like this. I didn't mind to choose your own adventure. Um, mm -hmm. I think it would have been completely different for all age groups. If it would have been five minutes of 10 ring muscle ups, 10 thrusters, and an AMRAP of 10 and 10 going back and forth. I think you would have gotten very different scores and it would have hung more people up. I think there, there's where your higher mm -hmm. skill component would have missed people up that could move the bar. So yeah. yeah. And you know, if we want to throw out the critique, and I think it's fair, um, there in that workout, I know that the idea is that there was a little bit higher skill in there, but even I don't think the minimum work requirements were adequate from a skill-based perspective in oh, that workout. Yeah. 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 15 ring muscle-ups for 35-year-olds, 15 ring muscle-ups is nothing. Um, you know, I mean, for my age 10, group, 10 it, was 10 uh, was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Give us double that as a minimum work requirement, and then but uh, you know. It's there's limited. It's a limited. They were trying to hit this five minute time frame, which makes yep. sense. Um, so they, they, I, I get where they're going, but a more skill would have been um, would have really made that one a bit more interesting. It's funny. Uh, we won't take credit for this. I think uh, the CrossFit, uh, the official CrossFit podcast that was speaking about these tests, it was either Chase or Adrian Conway that brought this up. Um, their critique was why not increase the number of muscle ups, ring muscle ups in this test, because in the open, if you were good enough to get through the retest of 14.4, you were asked to do 20 before you got to, back yeah. to the room. So here, in theory, if you hit your minimum work requirement, you weren't asked to do any more um, than 10 or 15. Oh. Yet you were asked to do more yeah. in the open. So it just didn't. But again, that was a longer time domain. I get that. But and the ring muscle ups in the open, honestly, were way harder because you were so fatigued at that point. These ring Correct. muscle ups were nothing yep. because we got to start with. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. right. Work, workout three, takeaway. Test 3A and 3B, another two-parter. Uh, 3A, again, this was, we called it DT style. It was not exactly that, mm -hmm. but it was, it was five intervals of two minutes of work and you had a minute of rest after each. Um, it was a, uh, a sequence of seven deadlifts, five cleans from the ground and three shouldered overheads. Um, the working weight for the uh, younger age groups was 185 and 135. Uh, so that was uh, a decent uh, amount to move um, in, in that fashion. Uh, for our age groups, it was uh, 155, which is your traditional DT weight, and 105 for the ladies. Um, at the beginning of every two-minute interval, you had to begin again with the dust. So it was work hard for two minutes, take a minute off, do that for five intervals. And then at the end, you had um, five minutes to establish a, uh, a max free 
freestanding handstand hold, uh, which was a new wrinkle thrown in. Uh, as we said last week, they tested it at 2020 um, games for the elites. And Wadapalooza had, had a variation of this for your age groups and uh, for the elites on parallettes this past year. So if you had done your homework, you knew something like this was coming. Um, it was uh, the workout itself. I, I think really came down to barbell cycling, obviously. Uh, how much could you hang on for those two minutes and accumulate reps? Um, there were some very impressive uh, totals uh, that were posted. Uh, and then the handstand hold, again, you just talked about this with the age groups. It was it was really neat to see how the 30 to thir- 35 to 39 maybe were well over, well over in excess of a minute. And then as each successive age group went um, went down, the times got shorter and shorter and shorter, uh, as you might <laughs> expect. Uh, but, uh, you know, had I preferred handstand walks, uh, sure. I'm sure a lot of athletes might have, but, uh, this took you out of your comfort zone and, and, uh, it was a relatively newer skill. If you weren't used to it, uh, that you were being asked to perform under pressure. So, uh, and, and the, the handstand hold, by the way, was in a four foot by four foot box. So you could move your hands. It didn't have to be static. But uh, for me, once I had momentum going, uh, that was the end of the hold because I would walk myself right out of the box. So uh, it was it was um, it was it was hold on. And where I thought I um, had a good uh, uh, I established a good rhythm, good pattern in the first two intervals, uh, I fell off slightly. Uh, but then uh, as I looked in our scores in our age group, you know, an extra 15 reps total added to the leader's scores translates to about three extra reps per round. Um, and that's just uh, I think that's just uh, being prepared and conditioning um, in this case, uh, moving a not a, a moderate weight. Barbell. How about you? Yeah, yeah. It was a um, it, it, the, the 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 barbell cycling was interesting. Uh, it was really hard to gauge how this was going to go for five rounds. You know, I think in when we received the workouts on Monday, you you had this thought like, I can't test this. This is too much for me to actually test. So I have to figure out um, how do I somewhat create a stimulus of this so I can get a feel for this workout, but without actually doing all the volume because it's very much a deload week. Uh, that became really challenging. I I uh, I, I knew what was possible uh, from practice. I, I did, when I was practicing, I'll just share that my practice was, uh, I practiced a two minute round at 95 pounds, one minute rest. I did the same thing at 115 with a one minute rest, then 135, one minute rest, then at our actual working weight. And and in practice, that working weight really knocked my socks off. I was like, wow, that is a powerful stimulus. Um, I, I think I got, I didn't quite get three rounds when I was practicing. So when it came to game day, my plan was to be really careful not to overdo the first round. This wasn't the work type of workout where if you just kill yourself on round one and two, you're going to die much later. It's, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I had talked to a few other guys about strategy on this. Um, some people were saying that they had actually tested tested this workout, uh, not people that weren't even doing the semifinals, but they had tested it. They tested this workout by going touch and go on the deadlifts. And then they tested it again later by doing singles on the deadlifts and had a significant increase in their score by doing singles, which made no sense to me because uh, if I do singles, th- just that the inertia of pulling that barbell off the ground seven times um, is not a is not a rhythm. I'm used to cycling a deadlift or, or touch and go. So what I chose to do to try to manage my heart rate on this one, because I knew it was going to be very much a heart rate issue. Um, overall, there's going to be some capacity exposed um, conditioning, but managing heart rate was my number one goal. So I told myself, I visualized in my head, okay, if I go four deadlifts, drop, take a breath, three deadlifts, drop, 
take a breath, single cleans, one, two, three, four, five, jerk, jerk, jerk. You know, once the, once the barbell's in the jerk position, for me, the jerk is a, cycling a jerk is a strong movement for me, so I could just jerk, and that was really no problem. Um, and then back to the deadlifts, four plus three, then five singles, then three jerks. But if I could do one cycle every 50 five zero seconds. Then I would get two rounds in by the 140 mark. This was literally my thinking. And then I'd have 20 seconds to do more deadlifts and more cleans and try to get to maybe uh, two rounds plus 10 reps every round. That would get me to exactly 200 reps as a final score. I felt like 200 reps would be a, a a decent effort on this workout. If I could hold that every round, I was going to be happy. So three, two, one, go. We get into this thing. I finished the first round in 25 seconds. And I'm looking at the clock thinking, I have to slow down. I'm killing, slow down. Like I'm, I'm yelling at myself internally. So I slow down. I still finish the, the second round by a minute 10. I'm like, oh, oh man, I'm in trouble. So I, I significantly slow down. I get through three rounds and I go ahead and do one more deadlift stop actually went and sat on a box in between every one of these rounds closed my eyes worked on controlling my breathing getting that heart rate under control and then three two one go um i slowed down i got i got to where i was doing a round every 40 seconds and i got through three rounds on the second round three rounds on the third round i was like okay let's let's just do this then three rounds on the fourth round uh and now my heart rate is not slowing down <laughs> i go into the fifth round thinking i'm in trouble um and I was falling behind. I was falling off pace. And with, uh, oh, just a few seconds to go, I snuck in uh, three touch-and-go power cleans and two jerks. Uh, so with that extra deadlift on the first round and missing one of the jerks on the last round, I ended up with exactly uh, 45 reps per round or three rounds per round, giving me a score of 225. And um, for me, just like event number two, it went generally as planned. Um, I had to slow myself down a little bit, but it went generally as planned, executed without panic and and that, that's, again, that's always the way I want to do a workout. If I can get through something without panic, um, I, I'm going to, in my mind, I win this this particular event. It went as planned, as executed. And then when we get to the handstand holds, um, I actually laid on the ground for about a minute and a half. Um, and people were, people were like, uh, guys, you know, there's actually three of us doing it at the same time. Like, like there's, there's a, the time is ticket. We all knew, but there was three of us actually laying on the ground. Uh, I eventually got up. I kicked up to a handstand. I think I did a, uh, I, again, I'm good at handstands. This is a strength. I, I kicked up. I did 40, uh, 49 seconds on the first attempt. Um, felt good. Shoulders were really fiery. My forearms were on fire too. I just waited and waited and waited. And at about four minutes and 45 seconds into the five minute window, I kicked up to a handstand and, uh, all we had to do was kick up to the handstand. As long as we had kicked up to the handstand, we could extend beyond the five-minute window as long as we were in that handstand. Um, and I held that second one for a minute and six seconds, um, which once I was down for that, I felt like that was going to be a very solid score for my age group. Um, so workout three, uh, smooth, went as planned. And um, yeah, as a, a very technical. It went, I knew what my capacity, or I felt like I knew what my capacity was. As I was testing my capacity in the workout, I could have adjusted on the fly, but I was also in a place after two or three rounds, I was like, okay, I think I can hold this. So let's just keep this pace. And that was, it was very satisfying. Um, to end with perfectly three rounds was satisfying. And honestly, I did this workout very last. This was Sunday morning. So to finish off with this, knowing that I think I put up two good scores, confident in my experience, um, that, that felt really nice. Um, as opposed to event three, uh, I, I event four, which I did third, uh, which was a totally different experience. 
I was going to say we we took a different order uh, for the for the second half of this. Whereas I did mm-hmm. test three Saturday afternoon, uh, felt pretty beat up uh, going into Sunday morning. But uh, if you want to lay out the details for uh, for test four, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll chime in on uh, on my experience at the that end. Sounds good. Sounds test four uh, title. Uh, this workout is called Chaos Massacre on the floor. <laughs> um, punch in the face, square in the mouth. So this workout kicked it off. Uh, it had a buy-in and a buy-out of 20 burpee box jump overs on a 20-inch box for everyone. I believe that the 20-inch box was there because of the step-ups, having everyone do 20-inch box step-ups, uh, which was great. I really appreciated that from a step-up perspective. It did not diminish burpee box jump overs um, in my experience at all. They were still challenging. So 20 burpee box jump overs. Then you picked up a 70-pound or a 53-pound kettlebell, men and women's weights there. You held that in a goblet position, not on your shoulders or at your side, in a goblet position on your chest, which is a huge factor in this workout. And in holding that kettlebell in the goblet position, you do two rounds. This is a couplet of 20 box step-ups and two rope climbs. You did that twice. And then you went into another two-round couplet of 20 goblet squats and two legless rope climbs. Again, holding that kettlebell in the goblet position. And then again, you've got the buyout of burpee box jump overs. Um, I'll share my experience. Uh, I jumped into this thing uh, with a teenager. She was very fast, very, very fast. And kudos to her. Uh, if her and her family listen to this podcast, uh, wow, um, just amazing, amazing performance. But uh, 20 burpee box jump overs, that's fine. I got into the kettlebell step ups and I was moving as swiftly as I could because I knew that the kettlebell was going to be a factor. It was actually just the time under tension holding that kettlebell. So I did 12 and 8 on the step ups. And the rope climbs were were fine. They were they were challenging. Uh, my heart rate was high this entire time. Uh, from the burpees, my heart rate just stayed very very high. And once I got to the goblet squats, I actually felt really good about the squat. The squat felt phenomenal, but the weight of the kettlebell on my chest both restricted my breathing, and I could really feel it taking a toll on uh, my arm stability, my biceps. Just it was it was really fatiguing. So I did 12 and 8, or 14 and 6, I think, on the first set of goblet squats, got to the two legless rope climbs, got them done, but they were significantly harder than any legless rope climbs I've ever done. Uh, And it was concerning. So I get back to the goblet squat, and I go 9, 6, 5, and I take a couple sizable breaths between these... these these um, sets of goblet squats get to the first legless and it was max effort and that's like my eyebrows are very extended right it was max effort on that first rope climb that's a huge problem because i've got one more to do and so i know i know that i cannot go i can't do my second rope climb yet i look at the clock and i'm waiting for my heart rate to calm down i'm waiting for my arms to feel okay and all i'm thinking to myself is i am not going to do a rope climb until i know i can because i do not want to do this again i because i'm doing this workout on saturday there is this potential that i could do this workout again on sunday afternoon and there is no way I want to do this again. It was so hard. So I waited 30 plus seconds, jumped up, told myself, I've I've got to get up this rope. And it was very tough. It was the last three or four uh, pulls were big leg swings. I did touch that that uh, tape above the 15 foot mark, dropped. I got into the box jump overs thinking, okay, I'm going to do 10, uh, you know, at a moderate pace and I'm really going to pick it up. And that never happened. It was 
10 and then 10 at the exact same what felt like a snail's pace. It it hurt so bad that when I was laying on the floor after that one, as I mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, I was thinking, uh, man, I don't know why I'm doing that. This was, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> it was so painful. Um, gratefully, I got through it. I was very nervous um, that my score was just going to be not okay. Um, you know, I was, I don't remember, I was 10, 10 minutes and 15 or 18 seconds or something. And I just remember thinking to myself, I hope I didn't just blow it because I really felt like I, I should have done better. But it was a swift punch to the face and then chaos through the entire event for me. Complete opposite of workout three for my experience. Well, it, it's funny that uh, I'll pull this back to something you said on test one is you're kind of glad that you did that one in a vacuum you know, without competitors in mm-hmm. each lane next to you, like say, you know, in your age group. Whereas I think this test four would have been extremely exciting to have an in live in to, to, to do it live in person against other people, because it would have been who's ready to go up the rope, looking at each other, waiting, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, waiting, absolute yes. race. Um, uh, because here again, in the vacuum, you didn't know you just were waiting for yourself. You were waiting for your, your, your arms to tell you and be ready. Uh, but, but if you were on a competition floor and someone was next to you and they suddenly start up the rope and you know, you have, you, you've got to go up the rope too, uh, because they'll get a lead on the burpee box jump overs. And then it's someone a little tough to, to catch uh, someone who has a two, three or four rep uh, lead on, on, a, on, a, on a motion like that, but on a movement like that. Um, you, uh, you, because we did these out of order, this was my, uh, this was my last and final test on Sunday morning. And by that point, I, you know, I'd looked at the standings after test three. I, I uh, realized that I was not in a qualifying spot and, you know, I, I don't know if something flipped in, in my head, but it was, you know, no pressure, go out, let's finish the weekend strong. Um, I joked with you, I, I, I like this test the best and it's because it didn't have a barbell in it, honestly. Uh, I think that's what that, I <laughs> right. think that's why I liked yeah. it so much. Um, I had heard stories about the be prepared for how hard the legless uh, rope climbs would be. So that was in the back of my head. Um, and I'll tell you a funny note from this. And I think if anybody's listening to this and had, had, had done this workout, um, maybe the same thing, the feeling of when you held the uh, kettlebell in the goblet position and you went to do a step up, the goblet, the, the kettlebell was so big, that 70 pound bell was so large that I couldn't see my feet. I not see this. I was stepping oh, blind. Yeah. I was stepping blindly and I'm not really a big fan of, stepping onto a box, <laughs> holding an awkward object out in front of me. And luckily I didn't trip. But um, there again is a reason why I think they instituted a 20-inch box for everybody because I was blind. I'm sure others were too. Uh, but no, I broke uh, I broke the uh, uh, step-ups up once each, I believe. I broke the uh, goblet squats up maybe three times the, uh, the first set, but then only twice the second set. I just got into a I felt like I got into a good rhythm. I just really closed my eyes. I knew where uh, breaking below parallel, uh, where that is, and just listening to my judge count. Um, and I frankly enjoyed the legless rope climbs. I mean, they were tough. No, there's no doubt about it. Um, they were challenging, but I I didn't feel like I was at a failure's pace uh, point at any 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 point in time on the climb. And then the uh, last twenty burpee box jump overs. Yes, they were extremely difficult. I was. 
uh, breathing rather hard at that point. And whereas I thought I was moving faster after watching my video, I realized I wasn't. Uh, but I got him done, and it was a it was a heck of a feeling to um, uh, stumble back over to the camera, uh, uh, pick up the whiteboard that I had the uh, password written on, just so I wouldn't forget it in the in the heat of the moment, and uh, say the final password and uh, close the book on uh, 2023's uh, semifinals. So I'm, I'm glad I finished it on a positive note. And that's a takeaway that I know I told you about and some others, especially my coach. Um, it was a fun way to finish. Yeah, really fun way to finish. And to shout sandbag at a camera, uh, as, as silly as that so is. But it, <laughs> and on that workout, I felt like it. I felt I actually felt like a big sandbag laying on the floor um, in just absolute agony on that one. Uh, it was one of those workouts on paper where I remember thinking like, well, it's going to be tough, but it's really, you know, it's doable. It's totally doable. It's actually Absolutely. really a peculiar workout. Mm -hmm. um, who does when we do goblet goblet squats and goblet step ups? That's just not these aren't common um, training modalities right there. Right. Uh, right. And wow, it, it, it I, I tested that I tested the entire workout at half reps, which is not even close to the stimulus of the actual workout. That's what's funny is I, I felt like I had done a fair, fairly smart way of testing this one. And it wasn't it it, it was it didn't even give me anything near the stimulus no. that I experienced doing the entire workout. And um, I I loved your idea of, of how you broke it up, found your pacing. Um, that was really smart. Um, and I, I think, um, you know, I, I wasn't looking forward to it as, as not being a barbell. And I think it's fun to have that mindset when you go into a workout of like, this is going to be fun in a certain way. And I think that mindset that you had going into it mm -hmm. may have helped you through the workout because there was, you know, maybe maybe you didn't have a gun to your head on that one because you you I knew where I was felt that you right. were in contention. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But um, you had also had a lighter uh, view of the workout. Like, I, you know, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to have some fun with it. Where I'll right. tell you what ended up happening. Um, for me, I typically, again, I was doing this workout on Saturday afternoon. I was trying to do as close to the password time as possible. So technically, we sh I shouldn't have known what the actual rankings or scores were at that point. And I normally try not to know until I finished the third event. And then I glance at the leaderboard. I, you know, I try not to put a lot of stock in it. But um, someone had walked over just before I started this workout said, Hey, Jason, you're in this place. And it actually, uh, it, it, it threw my head into kind of a, a spiral. It had me unfocused heading into the workout. And then I really wanted to overly push the workout. I, I was kind of running scared. And so my headspace had gotten a little bit goofy before the workout. Um, and I, I, I just think about the contrast of your experience of that workout versus right. my experience. And I don't think it has to do with, as much with our capacity for doing the workout. I think it actually has to do with the headspace I went into it with was a, a bit more confused and, and unsettled. And yours was Mine very was settled. Mine was freewheeling and, yeah, and let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. And, I love it. Well, I mean, um, the, yeah. the, the contrast to the barbells is, you know, each of the other three tests, you know, yes, I could move the barbell, but I just felt like there was a sticking point or I had a, a, a limit. And you just have to know yourself as an athlete. Whereas here, I'm yeah. holding a 70-pound kettlebell, which is not something I hold all the time. But yeah, it was uncomfortable, but it's it, it. I knew it wasn't going to stop me. So it was a matter of let's let's try to move fast through this. And it just it's all mindset. I think this sport is just as much mental as it is. You know, the physical limitations come into play. But here's an example of where yeah. the mental limitations come into play as well, too. So very much that caps very off the, uh, the semifinal weekend. We are done. And um, you know what I think we'll do, Rick? Um, we are we're burning into an hour here and, and we try to keep our podcast about within this time range. Mm -hmm. So I know we mentioned that we would talk about kind of what's next on our plate. Um, let's save that for next week's 
episode. I think that'll be really good food for thought. Absolutely. Um, I know that you've got a little bit of travel and you're going to have some thinking. I actually have travel as well. So we'll be able to sort of settle in and start to recalibrate mm-hmm. what the next small season looks like for us. I think that'll be fun Correct. to talk about next weekend. So, hey, you know, semifinals are over. What's next? And, um, you know, we talked prior to kicking off the podcast, you you were sharing some thoughts. And um, of course, I'm sharing some thoughts as well. But I think that'll be really fun to, to uh, say for next week. Agreed. Right. Well, we'll have uh, we'll have yeah. ability to talk uh, news, which will get, be even closer to finalized leaderboards, um, give some shout outs to those, uh, those uh, deserving athletes in all the age groups um, that are uh, at that point. And uh, yeah, and then we'll take a look at it from from our two directions this summer, which is uh, you know, fun. should be fun to fun to comment on both. So let's do that. Thank you for tuning into the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode helpful, we'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, get bolder, not older. See ya.